This is going to be a sermon, straight up, and it is the result of two things colliding. One, it's a brand new year with New Year's resolutions, and two, the events that happened yesterday on the assault, the insurrection that was attempted on on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., on Wednesday, January 6th. Out of the collision of these two things, um, my own understanding of Christianity is now helping me to interpret these events. So let's let that happen. Let's see what goes on. All right. Some people have this understanding that Christianity is a revolution. And I understand what people mean by that. They like to mean that it's going to change things, going to change the world. Well, revolution is an interesting word to use there, but I'm not sure if it's quite accurate. Because the word revolution comes from a previous word, revolve. And revolve means to turn again. Like a revolving door. To revolve... (laughs) just means to turn the same things over and over and over again. And so that's why we say that the earth does a full revolution around the sun in 365 and a quarter days. That would be a revolution. But I actually wonder if Christianity isn't actually an evolution. Now, I understand that might be a charged word, but let's, let's break it down. The word revolve means to turn again. Evolve means to roll out. It's actually ex-volve. To roll out something new, something different. And so for me, Christianity has not necessarily taken on a revolutionary stance. It's not about repeating the same problems that we've always had, just in a different way. No, Christianity for me is actually... An evolution. It is an, a rolling out of something completely different, built upon what came before. But that's a different thing than a revolution. Okay. But in the midst of New Year's resolutions, many of us tried to set up some parameters or guidelines to try to make this year a little better than last year. And it's true. This year need not be a revolving door of what happened last year or even the year before. We all know 2020 was incredibly rough for many reasons. But now at the crest of a new year, we are confronted with the possibility of repeating, of revolving around the same problems that we had in 2020, in 2019, and every previous year ahead of that. Do we want to revolve around the same issues or roll out something completely new? Because we all have the ability to evolve beyond what we were yesterday, to roll out something different. Now, it comes down, we we essentially have two choices right now. In the midst of a brand new year, in the midst of what happened last year, in the midst of what happened in Washington, D.C., 
we are confronted with two choices. One of them would be paranoia. Para meaning next to, noia meaning mind, which is we're outside of our own mind. Paranoia is a, a fearful or angry being out of your mind. To not know what to do next, and so then you maybe spiral into fear and anger and potentially also shame. And so when we give into fear, anger, shame, we are incredibly susceptible to revolving doors of the same problems over and over and over. And any good counselor or mentor, if you're revolving around the same problems all the time, well, that person might ask you one simple question. How long do you want to be like this? Because that's the starting question in some ways. How long do you want to revolve around the same problems to spiral down and off into further fear, anger, and shame? Which we all know activates the amygdala, the front part of the brain that actually inhibits uh, further learning. That's true. But that's paranoia. The other option is this ancient Greek word found within the Christian tradition, and it's metanoia. Meta and noia. You might have heard the word meta, for instance, when a show references itself from within itself, as if it's kind of critiquing itself, like a TV show can be meta, or a book can be meta, all of those things. Noia means mind. But meta is a really interesting word. Some people mostly translate it as change, that you can change your mind. But it, it also has some other um, nuances. It can mean after. Like, what's the mind after your current mind? It can mean beyond. What's the mind after your or beyond your current mind? What is your mind above your current mind? And so in that sense, it, it maybe also means to elevate your mind. But let's, let's at least stick with change your mind or you're beyond the current mind, the mind after the mind of paranoia. Because we each have the ability with the help of spirit to choose to roll out rather than repeat, to unfold, to blossom, to change. All of us have the ability to roll out a new heart, a new mind, a new soul, a new form of strength. Yes, I use those intentionally. But metanoia versus paranoia, it's a really fascinating thing to contrast those two things because we always have the ability to roll out a mind, a soul, a heart, a form of strength that further embodies love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, all of those things, which the Apostle Paul says are the gifts or the fruit of this spirit. 
with a capital S. Mm. You see, we have a, every single moment, we have the choice of revolving around the same problems or evolving and rolling out something new. Metanoia or repentance, or you could say conversion, should not just happen once, but it's actually a once and ongoing production, something to always chase after. So let's read a passage real quick. This is from the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is making his first public speech on top of a mountain. And so it's got echoes of Moses being on top of a mountain, coming down with a brand new law on Sinai. And so Jesus is, you could say this is kind of a creedal statement about what the kingdom of God is supposed to look like. And then he finishes with a few very precise thoughts, especially here in chapter seven. Let me read it for you. (laughs) It says, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. So in this passage, Jesus is talking about, be careful of teachers and preachers and prophets. You could even say, mentors, public figures, if they are producing words that cultivate fear and anger and shame, what I think Jesus here would say are bad fruit, violence, dissension, scapegoating, uh, ostracizing the other, xenophobia, All of those things are bad fruit. And so Jesus says, be very careful because you could very easily start to bear up those similar fruit if that's what the roots of your your teacher are. Oh, goodness. But the tree will be known by its fruit. And so a great question would be, is the fruit of your life born out of paranoia a fearful anger or is the fruit of your life actually from something else, from something rolling out, something blossoming further love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How about that? So let me, let me ask you, have you ever thought about this? If your mentors are talking in ways that bear fruit of fear, anger, and shame, then you actually have a de-mentor, not a mentor. You have somebody that's actually oppressing you and maybe you don't even know it. Pay attention to the voices that speak into your life. Pay attention to the ones that are giving you your information, how you should live your life, what your worldview should be. You should actually do the same thing with this. Yes or no, is this right now cultivating good fruit in you 
or bad? Is this right now encouraging you to spiral off into further paranoia or something else? To change your mind, to elevate your heart, your soul, to have your mind and your strength and all of your being to go beyond what it is now. Yeah. Sure, this is, this is a repentance sermon. Jesus shows up on the scene in, I believe, well, let's at least leave it with Mark, I think. The first thing that he says in his public sermon would be, repent for the kingdom of God is near. Now, we often think the word repent means to punish again, and that's it's because that's what it means, repent, but that's a bad translation. The real word is that same word before, metanoia, change the way you think, the way you exhibit strength, change the way that your heart operates, change the way that your soul has attachments, because if you don't, you'll probably die from it. You will perish if you don't change. Now, Jesus does something interesting there is that he makes it about the personal, and that's fantastic. But yes, Christianity starts maybe personally, but it always moves to the corporate, to all of us, to maybe even beyond all of us, to everything in the whole cosmos. Christianity is not a personal religion. It's a cosmic one. So here's the thought. Roll out, roll out a new way of seeing the world, cultivate a heart and a mind and a soul and, and a form of strength that is more based on love than fear or anger or an avoidance of shame. Because there's so much more than your own personal soul at stake. Same as me. What we're actually talking about now is the whole world is at stake. If you and I don't personally metanoia, if you and I personally do not keep changing our heart, mind, soul, strength, if we don't personally ask how we could do those things better, if we don't constantly ask whether or not our life is bearing good fruit, whether or not our mentors are actually de-mentors, whether or not we are able to think critically, to mind our own mind, the whole world is at stake if you and I do not metanoia. This is the opening statement of Jesus in the Gospels. You got to change or everything's going to go downhill. Now, some people might find that um, oppressive or, uh, I don't know, intimidating. That can also be a warning cry from someone that actually very much loves. You got to, we got to change. We can't keep revolving around the same problems and repeating the same issues year to year. Every one of us individually have to not revolve around ourselves, but maybe evolve. 
So here we go. Let's wrap this up. <sighs> Be mindful of the, the energy and the spirit in which things are said to you and from the core of you. Be mindful of whether or not you are taking in things or putting out things that stoke fear and anger and shame. Be mindful whether or not the things speaking into you and coming out of you are cultivating love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And be mindful of whether or not you this year will choose to continue falling into paranoia rather than metanoia. The whole world needs each of us to grow beyond what we were yesterday. So may you embody the best of the kingdom of God and be light and life and love in this world that so desperately needs it. And may grace and peace be with you every step of the way. Amen.